Hello guys. Um welcome back to Shimi Podcast. It's your boys. Uh we're here with a brand new guest. Unfortunately, why do we always say unfortunately whenever we're having a podcast because there's always someone missing. When was the last time we had all three of us here? Uh, uh episode 6, I think. Yeah, now on episode 9. No, 10. Well, 11. I don't know which one this yeah, is. Yeah, but, like, w- but we're always missing somebody. Is Did somebody put a hoax on us? I think so. Uh, everyone has a life, I guess. <laughs> that's, that's really, really sad. Everyone has a life, that's, that's but me. Right. It's a damn <laughs> Because I guess I'm always either in the background or in the forefront. But I guess, I guess the life someone has to do the hard work. Someone has to do the someone hard work. Someone has to do the hard work for sure. Um, All right, guys. For sure. Um, yeah. We are gracing your screens once again. Boy toast. Uh should I say toast a kid sang out sang Whichever whichever works for you guys. Yeah, that's my government name and my shan colloquial name. Whichever floats your boat. Otherwise it's your boy toast. With my partner in crime palo, he's back on the screen again. It's been a minute. I know there's only one of you that missed him, but yeah, he's he's back on the screen. And we've got a very, very special guest, good friend of mine, Mr. Jimmy. Um, welcome to the podcast. Thank you very much, Toast. Yeah, we've been trying to get a hold of Jimmy for a while now. He's very busy, very, very busy human being. God knows what he does. We're here to we don't, we don't, we don't know. I don't know what you do, but I just know you're busy. Uh, sometimes I also forget myself. Huh? Yeah, that's how busy I am. All right. Um, for everybody that's uh watching the podcast for the first time, we're shooting from Etc. Studios here in Parklands, opposite Parkland Secondary School. We do banners, we do shirts, we do business cards, and the like. I'm doing your job. You know, you know, I'm, I'm actually watching you do this. That's why I'm like, looking at you like that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, okay, yeah, you're yeah. you actually doing pretty yeah, well. Yeah, so yeah. yeah. So uh, please, for all those expertise that you need to do, walk down at the Soto Studios or follow them on their page. Do you have Etc. Science and Technologies on Facebook uh, on. Um, LinkedIn on uh, Instagram. Do we have Instagram? I don't think we do. But yeah, on the main socials, we are there and you can find us. And you can hit us up or you can hit the Shimmy podcast when we'll, we'll direct you to where to go. Uh, technically, or basically, you can come to me because I'm that guy. Yeah, def, def, def. All right. Um, to begin, uh, Mr. Jim, what is it that you do? Just kind of give us the brief introduction of who you are. Mm. Maybe you can tell us where your village is from, your chief, who, <laughs> who your mother <laughs> is, who the wife is, <laughs> what you do what for a living, God knows what you do. Mm. Okay. Um, my name is Jimmy, Jimmy Kayeka. I don't know if it's Kayeka Jimmy or Jimmy Kayeka, since that's what's happening here. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I created that chaos, don't, don't know me. Okay. Yeah, my name is Jimmy, Jimmy Kayeka, and um, I'm really a creative in simple terms, but specifically um, into book publishing and mm-hmm. marketing. Uh, I'm into writing, poetry specifically, and um, events management and organization. Okay. So, shato. Fancy. Fancy levels. Fancy level. Yeah. Levels to this. Uh, levels. You, Toast, what do you know about books? Nothing, man. Which Nothing. books have you read? Oh, which part? <laughs> there's a podcast of me. Ha- no, 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 no. There's a, there's a podcast <laughs> of us having books. So the only book I read was the one I talked about, the one for where Osama bin Laden was. I don't even know the name of the book. Uh, I just thought it was a biography of how Osama bin Laden was killed. That's the only book I can 
convincingly tell you I have read. In a so you know how book. the guy was killed. Yeah, it was like yeah. a first detailed degree of how the whole Navy SEAL came in, bombed his house, and all did that stuff. So yeah, I could say that's probably the only book I know. I don't even know who the author is, but I'm aware of what like <laughs> books are and the various <laughs> norms that go on in that. Yeah, I can't even yeah, lie. Okay. I don't read books. Is it like a is it a culture thing? It's not a culture. A culture are you like part of the Zambian culture that doesn't like reading? Uh, I, I I guess so. Yeah. I I used to like reading when I was younger, but then. I became anime. No, not really. What changed? Uh, I became more of an audiophile. Ah, I I I prefer to listen than read because I can't. Because I can't sit on a book for longer than five minutes. I can't finish a page. I read like half of it and my mind is already going somewhere else. Attention span, eh? It's very low, <laughs> it's bro. It's very low. Mad. The struggle is real. Yeah. No, you 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 brought up a interesting point on um, writing books and just generally creation. You said you write a lot. So are you working any under? Are you working for a diff, uh, specific type of publication? Yeah, I'm actually the the founder of Zambian Arts Publications. <laughs> okay, so Zambian Arts Publications <laughs> is a basically a publishing firm. Okay. We are more into, of course, publishing. We do marketing and okay. we do distribution and the bits of uh, author management. So that sounds fancy. What's author management? When you write a book, of course, you can't be independent, eh? Okay. You 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 need a community and you need someone to to guide you to 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 take you to the right places. For example, where you need to to show your books, mm-hmm. um, where you need to sell your books. Because writing is one thing, selling is another thing. And you need to know where to start from. And that's where we come in. So we do everything for you, mm. basically. No. So okay. How did Zambia Arts Publication start up? I think it started from um, the interest of writing. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, like I said, I'm into writing. Mm-hmm. Yes. So I found it more interesting to help others the way I needed help. Because back then, of course, I... I had the the, 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 the the interest of writing, but I didn't have the guidance or the the resources to have the book published and taken out there. And when I got exposed to that, I found it to be a very challenging process. And I was like, okay, what if I become that person that assists others in these mm-hmm. areas? I and I think that's where it all started from. And then over time, skill and knowledge and whatnot brought us here. Mm-hmm. That's dope. I, I think I find it a bit similar because of the ev- certain small events I've done. Mm-hmm. It was kind of, kind of from like a similar point of view. Mm-hmm. I am not a stage person, mm-hmm. but I'd like to give other people like a platform, a platform. to showcase their talent, to sing or dance or do whatever they can do mm-hmm. on stage. Or I can't do that. So I think I understand the point, your point you're, you're putting out that uh, you want you are trying to help other people mm-hmm. do the same thing. Mm-hmm. That's dope. That's pretty. That's pretty dope. That's interesting. Okay, that's that's that's, that's good to know. Um, also, <coughs> just to just bring you back on the point you said on uh, trying to or, or not really trying, but you have a you have several books out. Mm-hmm. How many have you had? Have you have you written? Three. <laughs> Three. Oh, that's that's, that's <laughs> okay. Okay, that's that's quite a number. That's quite Three. a number. What 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 are the titles of those books, and where can people be able to find those books? Are they online? Are they just hard copy? Mm. Okay, so the 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 first one the first one was um, Dear Elizabeth. 
Okay. Dear Elizabeth, it's a, it's a poetry collection. Okay. The second one was... Um, uh, Why Elizabeth? Elizabeth is my mom. Uh, that is that is very yeah. that is very yeah. yeah. I, 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 I was I was about to go because I was going there. I was going to that day. Let me take my girl. Yeah, that's that's my mom. What's wrong with us? Uh, also, the name of my first girlfriend. This man's out here looking for Elizabeth. If you are out there, it's you. It's you. Now, Oksanga Elizabeth. 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 Yeah, it's also a poetry collection, which was, of course, nominated under the, the Ngoma Awards mm-hmm. this year. Yeah, yeah. I follow him. I follow all the stuff that he does. That was big. It was a big deal. Like, I mean, in terms of the time the awards were coming in. The thing with the Ngoma Awards is you don't really vote. Mm. Yeah. yeah the, it, no, it was there. It, you vote, but... How in Ngoma? You, I don't think you vote. I think you vote on these other ones, the ones you, which are done by the radio. Yes, let him say how I was. He was a nominee. How are you targeting the nominee? No, no, no. I think I get his point. You, you don't vote to. Like it's not a popularity contest. No, it's not a. Yeah, they they do they do manuscript or project reviews in order to to determine who's going to like win and whatnot. The the voting is just part of the percentage to see if really you are a person who's into what you are presenting. Yeah, so it's about percentages. Thirty percent from votes, seventy percent from review. Review reviews from who? Judges. Judges. Yes, those guys they have their own. So, so they also have an, an internal. Yeah, they have got uh, a community of judges, and I'm not. I don't know what they do that side. But isn't isn't so? What, don't you think those will be biased? I think I can comment right now since it's the system. There. <laughs> Yes, you I can't comment, but I think I did. But honestly, I think some will be biased. Yeah, there are those reports that. Uh, 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 but, but but then but, I, th- th- I think also, um, if we are looking at it in terms of um, these organizations, or in this case, Ngoma Awards, revealing mm-hmm. uh, standards of how, like example, you know, his book, his book is here. The French review the standards. Is it is it is it creative enough? Is it marketable? Is it whatever whatever criteria yeah, they will follow? They yes, whatever they will follow, and of course. Human intuition will always be biased because it's very difficult to be very objective, especially sure, for sure, like sure. arts. Arts are very. Arts some are people very just objective. don't. They just want to go with the flow because they just don't <laughs> understand, and it's okay. Like it's that's just human nature. Yeah, because yeah. you'd be like, okay, if we we leave it all open for the like to the public to determine who wins and who doesn't. Some people are good, but they don't have numbers like me. Maybe mm-hmm. uh, maybe I have numbers, and this guy doesn't have numbers, so I would disadvantage the other one. Mm-hmm. So it's best we take things from both ends we get numbers and then we, we also have actual people sitting with the projects and doing the reviews seeing everything they have their own criteria over uh, choosing which project is better sure that's, that's, uh, otherwise the democracy is the worst in terms of just like actual <laughs> determining man people just do whatever case in point you know what we're talking about chile one and the friends like it's just it was the worst that was just a, ah. that was a horrible time in that case we we we, we had given uh, much of the, the democracy in people's hands, right? Yeah. And See? So what happened? No, but, but okay. 
True. I'm not saying he didn't deserve the awards. I'm just saying that. I know. I, know, I, I think he actually, in a sense, he did deserve the awards. Mm, yeah. His music is good. No, it's here and there. It's not for everyone. It's here and there. It's, it's not for everyone. Not though. to say, yes, it's not for everybody. You know, it's, yeah. not for, it's not for everybody. But like I said, like I said, democracy is a bad thing sometimes. True, much true, it's good, true. It's a bad thing. Because and especially because uh, Zambians are very... Actually, too much of everything is a bad thing. Zambians are very fickle. <laughs> Any 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 slight thing and you are gone. Mad. <laughs> any <laughs> slight thing. Uh, maybe even not saying this. Maybe saying this you can just find it. Ah, maybe now. Hey, hey, hey. In a, it's in a bad take. Like ah, a bad take. Ah, you can't, but you can't. You can't. But the thing is, you can't please everyone. No, no you can't. If you, can't if you everyone. please everyone, then you, you stand disadvantage yourself. Exactly, because you, you you stand for nothing. True, true, true. So, uh, Jimmy, just <coughs> to emphasize on this point of you writing free books. Um, free books. Yes, free books. <laughs> free books. So, how what goes into your thought processing in terms of like starting to write a book? Like, if you want to write a book, what goes through your mind? Do you are you are you like 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 music artists that give yourself like what a hiatus of six months of just thinking, just writing? You go in a corner. You don't eat, drink, or anything. Mushi. And walk mountain. So, what what's what's your basic routine? Like to say. Like, let's say um, you want to write a book this next year. Mm. So what's your routine? How do you get into that zone of coming up with ideas and well, doing I, I, whatever I feel, it is? I feel I'm, uh, most of the times I'm discouraged. Yes, because of, uh, of course, work. And um, sometimes when I get that inspiration, I just start writing. And, you know, poetry writing is not like um, other forms of writing where you need to to do your background checks or maybe see to make your do your research plan and whatnot it's purely creative so you you sit you start bringing out your mind that's all you know i don't need to go and read about anything to write a poetry book because it's uh it's some form of fiction creative fiction i should say so it's it's all from within there's no need for me to start consuming data in order to put to put the book in place so okay. what I only need is a is is a source of inspiration. Uh, like like I said, the first book was about mom. That was the inspiration, right? Mm. So I need another one. And for me, I write better if I'm heartbroken. Doesn't mm. everyone? Mm. Doesn't everyone? Okay. Mm. Deep, 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 deep. So deep. if if I'm uh, I'm in a very healthy relationship. There's a block. You know how toxic that just uh, yeah, it is. I know. I know. Some I know. of the best albums <laughs> came from heartbreak. Mm. Uh, there was what 20 what 20 China or so. Yeah. It's 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 hard if I'm but what but guys, um just just good good point you brought out. But what 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 brings out the best? When you're heartbroken, like what, 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 what that goes into that? I think when you're when you're heartbroken, you're more active. I, I think real emotion comes from pain. Mm-hmm. Like the realest emotion is pain, I guess, maybe mm-hmm. or, or heartbreak or heartache. So and it's the deepest. It's the deepest, so it's easier to channel that. And it activates a certain part of you. Exactly. So if you want to be that creative and really see who you are creatively, there you try to mess to up. <laughs> I tried to wow. tell your girlfriend to dump Those questions she's asking you, just say the wrong answers. Ah, <laughs> guys. <laughs> but okay. Um, but why doesn't that happen 
to uh, to why didn't that happen to like a creative process when you're happy? I think when you're but happy, why uh, did, like why should it, why should it, why should it eat why shouldn't it um just a bit a bit closer but why shouldn't it why shouldn't it have why sh- why can't it be the same like when I'm happy and I'm trying to write myself like like you said I'm trying to write mm. a piece a poem or something and I want to do. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't write a happy piece. To mm. Say I'm in a good place. I'm trying to find the. Why are you laughing? <laughs> no, 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 I'm, th- I'm thinking about it because uh, uh-huh. okay. I, I think I would say it's harder to come. Uh, it's harder to explain happiness. So happiness is hard to explain. Happiness is harder to explain. But don't you think that's actually a good thing because you can only quantify it in so many ways. Look, pain, like you said, you can channel it into like one single thing uh-huh. and write whatever you need to write. Mm. But since happiness is abundance just pick what you need to pick but then again if you're if you're picking from so many things things what direction are you going to go and and again i feel like okay yeah pain or anger and happiness these are two different emotions right mm-hmm. but they affect us differently as individuals mm-hmm. so it will carry more weight when i'm angry than when i'm happy that's the reason why we we forget about the good things people have done for us mm-hmm. and focus so much on the bad things they've done because anger is such a deeper sort of an emotion. It's stronger. In my mm-hmm. opinion, compared to, to happiness. Maybe people are different. Some people, they write about songs we have. I mean, they write about happiness. We have these songs that are, you know, all blue. Uh, <laughs> I, 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 you know what? Some, I, some, I, some, I guess. Some I guess I we don't even write, but we wrote a song called Kaodang because we're chased because of our heart <laughs> Guys, uh, is that the title of it? Count, count down? Yeah, count down. I need okay. to see that. Uh, guys, we need to see that. I need to see that. I need to see we'll that. See that. I need to see that. No, so, I'll, I'll, I'll play it one day. <laughs> My guitar is somewhere in the back. Well, why? Why count down? Like, you had no other title. I was trying to keep it family friendly. Jesus Anyway. Because you know what count down is. PG-13. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway. I was trying to keep it family Yeah. I called someone's daughter count down, guys. Count down. <laughs> that was interesting. I'm sure she's even listening to this. Oh my god! I hope you're happy out there in the world. Anyway, um, so we've discussed a lot about your your books, and we've also talked about how you uh, work. You have a company that you're running that does distributions for these books. Have you worked with maybe other successful stories? Okay, not to say you've not had successful stories, but I mean in terms of are there names that you say, oh, uh, we managed to do a launch for this book or we managed to do a launch for this book? Yeah, we are doing launches every month. Okay. Both we, uh, both on the Copper Belt and Lusaka especially because yeah. that's where our target audience is. On the Copper Belt, quite right, the, 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 the audience is not as much as compared to Lusaka. We only have about eight percent okay. on the copper belt. How did you quantify that number? Why is eight percent? You really want me to go into the statistics? I don't know. Just wondering. <laughs> like you, you, you just said. Ma- no, no. You, you, confidently, <laughs> you confidently said eight percent, and I'm like eight percent. Yeah. From hundred, eight percent is here. Then in, where's in, the rest of the percent? Like ninety what? Ninety about about ninety two about, about seventy something is in Osaka. Oh, seventy something. And then the rest are you know distributed oh, here and there, northwestern and whatnot. Yeah, but our target mainly is uh, Copper Belt and Lusaka. Mm-hmm. And we're, you know, we're growing. So we're trying to reach as, as, as much as, peop- as many people as we can. Mm, so we, we are launching every month. This month, we just launched um, 
Will Mamba's book, which was uh, Understanding Relationships. Uh, it was at uh, Pistachio Cafe at ECL. Uh, uh-huh. yeah. uh, next month, we are launching uh, another book by Mr. Collins Mwale. These are copper belt based. Mm-hmm. Then in Lusaka, we have a team right now. Um, we are organizing uh, breakfast events just to discuss books and reviews like and whatnot. Wow. Yeah, book clubs. Oh, they're about to go to that time. About to go to that so we have all these activities happening and they're all here. Yeah, okay. So what's like the biggest book you guys have ever pushed? The biggest? I think it's the Ancestral Codex. Okay. The Ancestral Codex by uh, Mr. Soya Pimapulanga. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that book is, I, I, I should say it's one of the biggest. Mm-hmm. It's one of the biggest because of how much it has sold. We were selling over 300 copies every month. That's uh, a, that's, that's yeah, big. that's big. That's very big. 300, co- 300 copies every month, approximately. And um, the book was selling at 200 kwacha per copy. Mm. <laughs> that, that, yeah, that, that was a good number. Mm. Like, uh, Jimmy, who, who's... No, it's not my book. No, no, but who's... <laughs> I'm asking. <laughs> Quite right, we published that So what, book, what, 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 yeah, what was... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, can, can you kindly, <laughs> kindly, 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 kindly I'll, I'll talk to the author, it was possible. No, wait, we'll put you, like, you've seen, there it is, the the Shimi podcast here, we have your logo here. No, it's there, but then on the video, it's here, so we'll have it like somewhere here, boy. Just put it, yeah, yeah, <laughs> okay, we'll put it as a watermark. We'll, put it as a watermark. we'll make a plan. We'll make a plan. Yeah, we'll yeah, that, that was a, that was a, that's one of the biggest biggest projects and one of the biggest like in terms of um, quantity. Mm, yeah, 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 it's very big. It's a very big book. And uh, apart from that, we have books by um, Memory H. Chanda. Yeah, Memory. Uh, Woman Up. It's also one of memory. Those. I want you here. I need to get you here. Yeah, it's one of those big, big, big books. It was also nominated for the Ngoma Awards. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, we know famous mm-hmm. why. Mm-hmm. It's, it's 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 really good. It's really good. So yeah, there's that ancestral codex woman up, and then there's also one by by Lydia Chipeso. Mm-hmm. Um, it's also very big. So this year, I think we have about three to five books that have really penetrated that much. But we have published over a hundred books this year. Mm. That's a lot. We're looking forward to next year. Yeah, Yeah, definitely. We're doing good things. Definitely. But how's been the growth? Um, Maybe Lusaka, as you said, is your target audience. Mm. But how's been the reaction here in the Copper Belt in terms of just receiving the culture of Writing books, distributing books. How 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 how's 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 that how's that come up? Like how's like you said, you started from here. Mm. How have you seen? Has is it is it going in a good direction? Is it still regressing? Are people still rejecting that idea of reading books, mm. publishing books? What's 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 your take? Yeah, I, I feel I feel everything is just everything. Okay. Uh, and um the way Lusaka is, I understand the way Lusaka is not just in uh, aspects of book publishing, but in every area. It's like over there and the other cities are like over there. It's not like those guys are like over there, really. It's because of how exposed their systems are. And we cannot compare a capital to another district like Kitwe or maybe... Kitwe, city, which district... <laughs> city, city. <laughs> yeah, here district. Okay, yeah, we cannot compare Lusaka. Oh, Muplira. No, we cannot compare that because um, if, if we look at publishing houses, back yeah. to our in, uh, interest, publishing houses 
on the copper belt we have less than 10 publishing houses but in Lusaka, almost every building has a publishing house. So it's easier. You find people who are on the copper belt, they'll go to Lusaka to have their books published. Some even go outside the country because somehow maybe they are not well informed that this is happening even where you are. So now that we are here, this is when we've started seeing people coming. And when you ask, hey, where are you from? No, I'm from Kid. Oh, I'm from Kid. I'm from Kid. So I think we are doing that and giving that. That, that, that information, especially through the book launches that we're having, okay. people are getting exposed, they're getting to know that this is done locally, this is done within the, the, the city. The city of Kitwe. Uh, so I think we are developing. Even the number, right now we are at 8%, but I think back then I was seeing 5% somewhere there. Okay, 3%. So we're getting there. We're getting there. That's a good number. That's great. So, yeah, people are getting exposed. They're getting um, the knowledge they need to know that this is happening within Kitwe. And it's a reason why we are able to see this this increasing number. Okay. Mm. So, uh, question though. It's about your books. Right? Mm. Right, so, most of your books, are, all your books are poetry, right? Yes. Uh, have you ever thought about writing just like maybe, is it not just a poem, a book, of, a collection of poems? Mm-hmm. Like a collection of poems, right? Collection of poems, yes. Yeah. Why, do, why not just writing like a book book, maybe like a, like a novel or something? I'm actually working on one. Hopefully I, I, I get to publish it by the end of next year. Okay. It's uh, an economic book. Economic book. Mm. Economic book. Economic. So actually we're, we're jumping into reality now. Yeah, yeah, I, I want to do something out of what I have learned over this period of time economically, like mm-hmm. how certain things can be can be addressed and how we can avoid neglecting some of the most important things, especially in um, aspects of entrepreneurship. Mm-hmm. So that, that's just the focus of the book. That is dope. That mm-hmm. is dope. That is pretty, pretty dope. So yeah, I just any questions about this? Um, okay, um, of course, it could go on on as a really interesting topic, but mm. I want to catch your ear on the aspect of poetry. Mm-hmm. Did you a poet? Mm-hmm. Like, just by general interest, mm. you're a poet. You guys that do Shatem, like, what's, what's, what's going on with Shatem? Like, uh, I think you, you <laughs> no, 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 I, I, I don't mean <laughs> it in a bad vein, but because both of you are involved in this, like, I, I, I hear you, you guys used to do the whole. The whole Open mics. Open mics and uh, what, but then all of a sudden it's just shut off. Do you have any plans to revive it? Do you, what's that about? Like, I'm, I'm, I'm not, not that I'm not into what you guys do. I, I it's okay it's okay though it's okay it's fine we understand it's not everyone i don't know if i can com- I, I can explain explicitly what's going on because i we're also kind of out of the loop but uh we used to host he's he's had shows there at chatham also uh shows and events from chatham i've had shows and events from chatham but Chatham kind of closed down. So we don't really have uh, a place to go to anymore at this point. We're looking for a venue right now for, for the coming open mics because mm-hmm. we want to kick start within January. January starts, maybe January month end. Uh, we start our shows like continuously and keep our people, keep our people, keep the, pe- keep the, the vibe going. Because the art going. Yeah. Keep the art going because we built something good. And if you let it die just like that, 
Yeah, if you, it's, you, it's you it'd, it'd be like all for nothing. All for just nothing be like because, a memory that because we built made. we built this over 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 some years. It's been mm-hmm. like, it's, but I, I think you guys have been doing it for like maybe the last three years. I guess. We've been doing it for three years. Covid came. Kicked, kicked us down. Kicked us down. Back. We came up. We came back. We came back harder. We came back stronger. It was, and we were going pretty well. We were doing pretty well. And then we just got hit with the news that ah, our 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 humble, very our, our humble Chatham, is closing down, and we don't have a place to go to right now. So we're looking for the best place that that will be very neutral in a sense because our core audience was CBU. Uh, even though we didn't want it to just be CBU, that's why we can't put it within CBU. Because if we keep it CBU, if we put it within CBU, it's going to alienate people outside CBU. True, true. Yeah. But obviously, maybe it's just thinking, ah, it's, it's just for students. It's just for student thing. So we, tra- uh, Chatham was the best strategic place. It was outside campus, but with the, but with still close to campus. Yeah, still people from CBU locality can come was to. just very convenient. And the audience, we, we used to have people from, from Parklands, from Parkland, people from Riverside. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So it was and it was a keto thing and not just a CBU thing, mm-hmm. not just a Riverside thing. It was a very keto thing. Almost time? Okay. Uh, it was a very keto thing, a very CBU thing. Okay, very keto thing. So 2023, 24, we'll be coming back. We'll have bigger shows. We'll have bigger, big, bigger people, actually. So there'll be a festival coming soon. Okay. That's from my end. Okay. So we're about to take a break. Uh, and we'll be uh, back. Uh, is our break sponsored by someone? The break is sponsored by Audacity Clothing. <laughs> 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 the break okay. and we will be back. We'll be back. And we are back again, uh, brought to you by Audacity Clothing. <laughs> okay, brought to you by Audacity Clothing and Zambia Publications. Mm. Zambia Publications, right? Zambian Arts. Zambian Arts Publications. Oh, damn. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. So we're talking about that thing, the passive joke we're talking about. We won't mention the name, but I kept confusing Zambia Arts Publications to another company. <laughs> that now is very controversial. It's not controversial. controversial. I didn't say it was it's controversial. controversial. It's but not. it's in that line. It's a controversial. It's not a controversial. Going to, they're going to take us. <laughs> and they're going to... <laughs> and if we said the name, they're going to take us to court. <laughs> I'm like, what? I have those people's numbers on my contacts. I'm not going to do I'm going to say like... We're not going to say anything bad about them that yeah. they can take us to court. They can't take us to court. Yeah. We Is just it? said their names. Misrepresentation. Ah, no. We know what misrepresentation is. Can't charge, can't charge us. <laughs> okay. Anyway. 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 Let's move on. Yeah. yeah. So, um, we've discussed a lot on mm. your... Plate. Yes. No, not on your plate. On mm. your introduction where you talked about where you started your Zedads, your company from. Did you just mention that? Yes, he did. Yes, he I did. did. Right? Yes, <laughs> yes, yes, I did. Yes, I did. I ah, got Jesus Christ. No, look, you know ah. I was sued. You know I was sued. You know. I'm sorry. Why am I sorry? It's not me. It's not me. No, it's just on my... No. Why am I sorry? It is not my fault. It's mm-hmm. everywhere. It is everywhere. I cannot help... That means I'm doing a good job. <laughs> I guess so. I guess that so. But yeah, um, uh, you talked about your publication 
and how um, you've helped publish several books. You've also talked about um, how you guys were doing the shirt team and bringing a lot of um, creatives into that aspect about it. Mm. Let's talk about the main thing now, like the big, big issue that people that are out there would like to know about poetry in general. Okay. Can you make money of it? Um, I like saying that whatever you do, it's about the objective of whatever you're doing. So I can make money out of it. I'm not done. <laughs> what you're doing is what you're doing is is okay. The objective behind what you're doing is more important than the actual thing that you're doing. So um, yes, you can make money out of poetry if that's objectified. And you cannot make money out of it if that's objectified as well. So basically, there are shows right now that are happening, right? There are shows, for example, the ones we used to have at uh, at Chatham. Some of them you'd find that um, people pay in order to, to come and attend the event. Uh, different prices are put on, on tickets, sometimes 100 kwacha, sometimes 20, 30, whatever. But if it's a payable event you'd find that the organizers would give you something for you to be able to participate. Example? For example, I would be paid a certain amount to stand on stage. Okay. So, yeah. But how much would you... How much would you be... Why are you picking his pockets? No, I'm not picking <laughs> his pocket. Like I'm just saying, how much would you... Charge? How much would you charge if... Garden quotes were like, "Hey, we need oh, you to come big. say. We need you to come say something. Okay, we so need it, you come. It, it, we need. We need. We need to use your services. Mm. It comes down to the type of an event that 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 you're attending, right? Okay. There are different kinds of events that may call upon you as a poet. There are charitable events, maybe fundraising events. This organization is fundraising for maybe uh, an orphanage visitation." or maybe they'll channel all that money into the plantation of trees and whatnot. There are all those issues, and there are events purely for entertainment, okay? And then there are those the organizers want to make money out of it. So there are these three types of events, and you, as a poet, you should be able to structure your, your contracts very well okay. that all these events are able to fall into those um, offers of yours or whatever. So if, if it's a commercial event where the organizers are making money, the, the, the objective behind the event is to make money, there you charge them, you know, badly. <laughs> <laughs> badly to them. Badly. Uh, yes, because it's, it's, it's all about money. They're in, in it for money. You're, you're in also for getting money. it for money. Yeah. Then there are these events where it's just entertainment. Okay. We want to appreciate the art. So there, sometimes you have to go down as well because you're promoting the, 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 the talent, you're promoting the art. Ah, okay. Then there are okay. these events now for, they're under the category charity. Uh, mental health events, um, fundraisers and whatnot, all those. There, if, if, if you, it's up to you if you want to accept the, the, the invitation or not. But morally, you don't charge for those. Yes, they may pay your for your transport and whatnot, but but it's best your art, your talent is a contribution to that cause. Mm-hmm. But yeah, sometimes if you're vicious enough, you charge them. <laughs> vicious enough, <laughs> vicious enough. <laughs> right way. Right? That, that is right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so coming down to to how much, to how much, you also have to look at yourself. How 
how exposed are you uh, if you go for that event what are you taking to that event are you are you even putting yourself in a situation where someone will buy tickets because of you you get your influence uh, so it's not about pride and whatnot but it's about understanding yourself that's how you grow so even i used to to, to charge for commercial events sometimes 1500 somewhere there then for these entertainment events even as as little as 500 or less uh, then for charity of course i never used to charge that again there is definitely money be to be made, but yeah, so you, you, if you have more events, maybe in, in, in a span of a month, you have maybe three, four events. That's, that's something close to zero seven salary. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Okay. <laughs> right in the judge going on. but um, like you've elaborated to say, there is money to be made definitely and i'm sure that it could it could be made better mm-hmm. it could be made better like you said i think in a place like Tosaka, where yeah. there's a little bit more exposure, a exposure there's a lot of events going on you'd probably earn like a better living yeah there. even your your pricing would definitely go up like it's you said for example for garden court calls you you want to start some somewhere over five thousand okay. you get yeah but if maybe mapalo calls me you know i i have to like you know Maybe some wow. or something okay. like that. Yeah, oh, you don't have much. I'm thing. saying that because he's a friend of mine. Pin. I can even say I've won a week up on a week. Don't up on a Okay, my father, even start my negotiation part. I'll be like, well, listen, boy. We're not getting any money. Okay, that makes sense, especially in the context of Zambia. You being a poet, at least there's, there's some money to be made. Yeah. So at least if there are kids out there that would really like to just, they have a passion for it and mm-hmm. they would really, f- because at the end of the day, as much as you may want to do, so, like as much as you have a passion for something, mm-hmm. there's always money to be made somewhere, somewhat of your, of your, your passion, talent. of your talent. Mm-hmm. You know, you could, you could make some money of it. And yeah, I think with this explanation, people will be, Hopefully encouraged. There could be a success story from this interview mm. to say that, oh, hey, Jimmy, I, I saw you. I saw I saw you talk about that. I pursued it. Now look at me. You know, I'm able to make my money. I'm, I'm paying rent. I'm paying rent. Mm-hmm. I'm going to Santia Beach. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm going to Livingstone. Or mm-hmm. I'm going to what other places? Yeah? Fuwe. Yeah? How is that? Fuwe, Fuwe is a is it Eastern Province. Should be. People yeah, go there. <laughs> Central People go there. Have you been there? No, no. Why would I go? No, Fuwe is a pretty exclusive place. But you know that you're the only one here who knows about that. You don't know Fuwe? No, man. You've never heard about the Fuwe? I've heard about it. I've never been there. But I I just know it's like a really exclusive resort place. When you get paid on your next poetry gig, go to Fuwe. Fuwe. Suggested by Toast. (laughs) They should give you you commission. Because that's definitely fair. So, um, just to also try maybe close up on this whole poetry situation, what what advice do you give um, poets that are still out there just getting their feet, people that are just trying to start up to get into poetry, to get into trying to do publishing? What, what, what's your advice? What's your advice? What, what what would you advise somebody that would like to get into this career okay. or that has a talent of poetry? Why would you basically say, hey, do this, do that. Do it that. would it would get you somewhere. It would 
put you in a stable way to be able to get an income off it? Um, to those who um like the, the aspiring poets or poets who are getting there, I would say try to to make use of uh, the relationships that that you have, especially with uh, fellow poets, because uh, having a stable community in whichever area you are in, not just in poetry, but let me just say in every sector of your operations, if you have a stable community, if you are a singer or a musician, try to affiliate yourself to a certain community in line with what you are doing. Because that's where, I hate using the word opportunities, but that's where the word opportunity, that's where the, the opportunities come through. Because certain opportunities won't target you as a person. It will target you as an entity, you need to be affiliated to something, you need to be part of a certain association or something like that. Because when I have an event, let's say I have this event, I want a poet, it's 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 rare that I will go to, to, to a person like that. Of course, I have friends now, it's easier. But there are people who don't even know poets, but they want to throw up an event or maybe something to do with poetry. They have to target a certain association. Because if it's you as a person and I'm a big company or something, I'm not going to pay you as as, as toast. No, you have to pay you as an organization okay. for that payment to be recorded. Okay. So you need to be affiliated to something, something that can represent you in oh, case okay. of anything. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, basically that's that. Try to use relationships. Relationships, relationships. And of also course... Also use relationships so you can have a motivation. Like yeah. <laughs> <Elizabeth>. <laughs> and within that community, uh, you'll be able to, to learn and see how people are doing certain things. You're not good, trust me. No one is good. Right. Because there's always room for development. Cool. Mm -hmm. cool, 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 cool. Yeah. So uh, there's this topic I got from a friend of mine. Uh, so I put a, I put up a, a thing on my status like, uh, what do, you, what would you guys like for us to talk about on the podcast? Okay. So a friend of mine, Ben Mother, all these ten topics that you uh, I sent you guys came from one person. Oh man, that was really like when I looked at them, the really details of like, yes, whoever this is has given us <laughs> material for uh, for years. For years. Yeah. Man. So uh, Ben is phenomenal guy, has great uh, has great insights on a lot of topics, especially when it comes to like music and stuff. So we we talk we we talk about a lot of things. Okay. So um, he gave one of the topics that we had was the difference between sex education for our uh, for people our age, like in our age group, and people who are in high school now. Okay. So, I've I've been I've, I've I've been trying my best to avoid to topics on sex because <laughs> every every podcast talks about sex. Yeah. Almost every almost almost every almost almost like an obligation. Though. Exactly. Almost every uh, podcast talks about sex, mm. but I feel like there's leeway with this one because it's more on sex education than just sex itself. Mm -hmm. Because if we if everyone talks, and that has to be a bit different because everyone talks about sex. Ah, every ah guys, yesterday mm. I had a cheat. Session mm -hmm. like this, and it's it's cringy at the end of the day. Word, word, it's, word, it's word, cringy, word, it's word, cringy. Word, word, I, we know you like it, yeah, man. Like, we know you like Batman, but you can't always talk about it. Yeah, <laughs> at the end of the day, people need to walk away with something from what you're talking about. Exactly. Look, escapades and everything are great, it's it's wonderful, but sometimes you just like you've said, certain healthy topics should be had, mm -hmm. certain healthy topics in relation to sex should be had, and as long as you have sufficient knowledge about it. You can convene on it. There's exactly. nothing wrong with that. There really isn't. Yeah. yeah. So is. today's uh, topic is the difference between sex education for our people our age and people who are in high school. Mm. 
So do you guys remember when you guys first heard about sex? I was in like probably like primary school. Primary school? Probably primary school, I guess. Some of us used to live my 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 shanties even before we even entered grade one, I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> The streets, <laughs> the streets. Yeah, like, like, seriously, because yeah. uh, sex is a big part of life, mm-hmm. of course. Definitely. So, kids, at some point, will f- hear about it or learn about it from somewhere. And uh, when did you, when did you learn about it? Where did you learn about it from? Um, when did I learn or heard about it? Which one? Okay, when did when did you hear about it? About sex. Yeah. I think I I I. I heard about sex when I was very young. Very because young. I remember there was a time <laughs> <laughs> oh, by that stage, that, by that stage we, we by that but by that stage we, we still had the concept of sex in mm-hmm. our minds. And we knew that it was wrong. That's mm-hmm. why uh during Ichidunu, you know, we find that these guys they run off and then they disappear and whatnot. But we were very young by that time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But we never really got to understand sex the way I have understood it now at this stage. Because now I understand it in a very complex manner. I know what it is. I know what it can do. And I know how it can build and destroy. Mm-hmm. Mm. So, yeah, I, I, got, I, I got to know about sex when I was, when I was young. And by knowing, I don't know how you mean. If you mean the biblical way of knowing, not the biblical way of knowing. Okay, the biblical yeah. way of knowing, I'll, I'll be. Uh, uh, do you know this man? <laughs> <laughs> do you know this man? <laughs> do you know this man? And <laughs> asking Jason, do you know this man? Do you mean, ah, you have to be very careful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very careful. Yeah. Do you know this he, woman? Because if you say yes, it might, <laughs> it might mean it might mean two things. Yeah, like, she you know the person, like, you know the, what do you mean? What do you mean? Tell us what about you. Um, when was what was it? What was the first time I heard about was it? Heard about sex? Yeah, it was pretty young, I think. Um, but I can't really know. I, I I can't necessarily remember what age and how the situation happened. But for me, I think it was exposure to TV. Mm-hmm. It was exposure to TV. I think my my first knowledge of just hearing about it was TV, mm-hmm. where um it was about it was it was it was probably through movies and just. General, general conversations on TV where um, you would you would watch a series and some scenario would happen and you 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 quickly picked it up because immediately you knew ah okay this, uh, this is something I should not yeah. this is something I shouldn't either be doing or should be seeing right now right now mm-hmm. yeah. so already you had a picture of like he he explained it he said at the time when we were young we were told sex is something wrong to do at that age mm. you knew you knew you weren't supposed to be doing that and like i said quickly for me my exposure was online um okay, not online the wrong word tv, TV my, yeah. my first exposure of what sex was was for tv mm. quickly i knew what was going on and i had an understanding say oh when it's this and this that's where this goes so mm. yeah I, I, I would say because we grew up around the same times i guess so it similarly mm. from tv you just see kakis pada pana and yeah and bako ngati ah iri karari and you watch them beef we let them and the thing is and as a, as a, and as a kid when they're telling you don't do this your mind 
already it's very inquisitive like, enough for you to what? say why why like what's wrong with this why shouldn't i do this i think that's being a kid that's, you, being, you, you that's are being a kid more... you're very inquisitive yeah like uh yesterday my dad my uh, my, my nephews and niece, my nephew and niece are home mm-hmm. and the children so they're very inquisitive now my dad gets tired of questions he's like ah. <laughs> so he runs away so he runs away so naturally and i was like that also as a kid because i used to ask i would ask okay why am i doing this why should i do this why should i not do this and, and like that and it I, that never really came up when it came to say when it came to sex because my my parents are very churchy people mm-hmm. and sex was never a topic in the house oh, i think yeah. the only time my parents and i ever had something resembling to a sex talk was when they're dropping your first year uni. <laughs> really? <laughs> that must have been something. Now imagine, <laughs> imagine, imagine, first year uni. I'm being dropped off. And mm-hmm. wasn't, this wasn't... Well, a you're sex. being dropped off. Dropped off. <laughs> this wasn't even like a, 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 like a talk at Monawandi. It was just a by the way. It was a by the way thing. This is the first time I ever heard my dad say something in the lines of sex. Uh. He dropped me off. Uh, we, we, we packed my things into, cl- into my room. Come back by car park, buddy. Then uh, I'm like, uh, and, and, and that, that is, uh, mom is like, ah, we shall we not change, change, buys and buys. Then dad is like, kuno waisa kuno kasere iskuru nangama wuri. Ani iskuru. Straightforward. Straightforward. Not beating about the bush. Straightforward. Kasere iskuru nangama wuri and drove off. And my mom is just there like, imana imwe. And I'm there, bang! I'm confused. Wow! Wow! Like, and he drove you? off, and he drives uh, off, and I'm just there, like, that's very odd. Straight to the point. Yeah. No thinking about the bush. That's eh? very odd. So, like, that from from the household, mm-hmm. from my family, that's like the only form of sex education that, I've had. That came from home. Okay. That came from home. Mm-hmm. So, in terms of sex education, maybe like. Came in school like from your friends, and we, and we didn't really have a sex education like yeah, that. Yeah, that, that, that was like like leaving it off. It's like we're just it's on a fly. Like it's on a fly. It's on like, a fly. Yeah, here, you and your mates. There's a discussion about you know maybe a certain scenario that mm-hmm. one of your mates got involved in, and unanimous <laughs> of, of, of something I won't mention any names. So oh. someone, um, someone had sex. Uh-huh. Who are pretty young. That's what I'd say. And he <laughs> made it. No, he made it a big deal. Made he it made it a big deal at the time. Um, so he was telling us, ah, guys, it was. It was a thing. It was it. Yeah, it was a thing. I'm the. I'm the. I'm the man, I'm the man now. I'm the man <laughs> of the group, and we're just. Uh, yeah. <laughs> what? Wait, what happened, boy? Tell us what happened. So he's just giving us. Did you just well, that's, what, what that, that's how we're trying to understand. No one was there to tell us, oh, Moana, when you're in this situation, you it's do this. this. Uh-huh. When you did this, do it. No, we learned it from on the fly from our friends because mm. our friend did this. Ah, but even me, I think I, I can do, do this. I can do it. I mean, so you can do it. What about me? What about me? So he's, he's explaining to us to say, um, hey, man, I mean, this girl, we met up, we did this, we put that, we, do, we did whatever. And long story short, he. When he when he even explained it, the consensus among us, our friends, was not, oh, okay, mm. that, that good good explanation. No, the consensus was. Ah, no, no, it's <laughs> it's always as if you know it. You have to 
the way True. we taught them. So True. they have, True. we have, they, our kids have to know a better way to look at these things. And I, I feel it's it's better that way. It will be better it's that way. Better that way because right now you only think that sex has these powers, powers mm. to to do whatever it can do to ruin you sometimes, to get you sick and whatnot, because we are exposed, because we have that knowledge mm -hmm. right now. Mm -hmm. If we didn't have that knowledge, we wouldn't have been this careful. So I feel it's important that we tell everyone, despite sex talks, sex education being this um, cultural infringing topics, I feel it's important that we know mm -hmm. what this thing is all about, especially these guys who are just coming up. Yeah. Let them know of the risks. Mm -hmm. Let them know of the safety measures. Not that they are from there they're going to, to go and start doing it, but it's best they know. They know, they mm -hmm. know, they know what they're getting. Because mm -hmm. uh, I think I remember this one time. Mm -hmm. I heard about uh, them introducing like uh, some sort of sex education into schools. Mm -hmm. Like I don't know if it's high school or, or primary schools, but a cousin of mine, a cousin of mine who takes care of her younger sister, was kind of against it. Her younger sister, who was in grade ten at that time, uh, she was like, "No, uh, she's too young to be learning about sex." But in my head, I'm thinking, these kids already know about it. Mm. They're already having these conversations. They're already having these conversations in their classroom they, because in grade ten, they're having it. They're having it, but they're it not having the it the, the way it needs to be. Exactly. Yeah, they're yeah. not having it in a healthy manner. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So I was thinking, uh, in my answer to say, because like, I think it's better they are taught about sex mm. from older people as opposed to teaching themselves. Mm -hmm. Because in teaching the, them... In, in, in the worst is when they teach themselves. Exactly. It's, like, it's, 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 it's more or less like the field experiments, you know, where we... We are the ones that are, like, making the most mistakes, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. having um, STIs or unintended pregnancies, worst-case scenario, get AIDS. Mm -hmm. And it's from these experiences that we're having where... People are not being taught the dangers of having unprotected sex. Mm -hmm. People are not being taught the dangers of uh, having sex when you're a certain mm -hmm. age. Like, these conversations are being had. And if you're running away from this idea and say, no, they are not ready. I get, um, traditionally, like you said, we are not supposed to be aware of such things because back then they were protected. They were, you know, it was cut away from technology. People were bad mm mumishi. -hmm. You only heard from it. You only heard about it. Oh, if you touch the you what happened? Quickly, quickly, they are putting you away from whoever that kid is. Mm. That kid becomes a mother, or that mm. kid becomes a father. Quickly, quickly, you're no longer playing with them. You're no longer doing that. With me. But now cool. it's hard. Mm. Hey, now it's hard. Your friend is your friend has a child or <laughs> played or something. Yeah, you find out from him regardless. Social media is all over the place. It, you, you get to have yeah, access to so many it's things. It's really hard. It's really hard and. Also stemming from maybe people that influence our our lives because like you've said, social media has brought so much exposure exposure and just as a global community to I mean, it. Mm. All right. Um just a quick quick um just a quick advertisement. Ninja Arts. <laughs> uh yeah, shameless plug. Ninja Arts. We are a um fancy art where studio. But we're not really like an artist. Not a label. We're like a label. We're like a label. We do music. We do um, music videos. We do so much. And uh, if you'd like to get in touch with us, please visit our page, Ninja Arts, on Facebook. You could also 
go on Ninja Photography and just ask to inquire about what you'd like to do with your creative space. So we could manage how you do your content creation, advertisement as well. Yeah, we could do all those things. So, all right, back at it again. Um, just to iterate what we're talking about, we're just talking about how the sex education has uh, been made different over the possibly two, three decades that we were to the way it is now. How back in the day, maybe there was not much that much of exposure towards it and people were very afraid to talk about it to you of a certain age mm. as compared to now where people need to be told because they are very aware of what sex is because it's been spoken of everywhere, you know. Even back in the day, we spoke about it but were very street suave enough to run away from it and just avoid it. But now, I mean, we don't know how kids these days are, are, are taking this news because they're very smart, because they're very exposed, you know. So if maybe we don't expose them or teach them about it enough in a healthy manner, you, you could have the same problems that we had back in or the day. Or even worse. Or even worse, you know, with all these other stories that we hear in the news. This person did this, death of this person at a young age it's, it's 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 quite sad it's really 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 quite sad and it's always quite it, it it's possibly down to just having a, a, a lot of little bad situations in 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 that people are not taught the right way you know people are not taught the right way how to do people are not just taught the right way how to do certain things you know yeah that's true yeah. that's very true but just not taught how to do the right way so um what are your experiences in how sex education in high school was, because the next stage was you were taught about it, mm -hmm. you learned about it, I'm not saying you literally learned it on the street, <laughs> but like you were taught about it or you found out about it from friends and just general family members. Mm. But how did that transition go to high school? Was it taught in a healthy way in high school? What, 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 what were your experiences? I went it? to a Catholic school, they didn't teach us. <laughs> <laughs> but before hi before high school, <laughs> did you learn about it in primary? Primary, no, nothing, no, no. Uh, seven, just casually. Was it, uh, was it? Was it in the syllabus? Is it in the syllabus? I don't. For, I don't remember. Primary, man. Yeah. I don't so remember. Man. No, no, that that ever that's there? secondary. That's secondary. That's secondary. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, no, no, no. It wasn't. It wasn't. was in primary. No, now I remember. Now I remember. Yeah, it was. It was taught in reproduction. It wasn't taught as sex education. Mm, that was just human anatomy. It's human That's anatomy, all. basically. No. So it wasn't sex education. No, this is how you have sex. This is how uh, you have safe sex. Or this is how you don't get pregnant and stuff like that. So yeah. I could say I, I, I personally wasn't taught like that. But you just knew about these things from people, like, like you said. So in, in school, teachers never really taught about that stuff. We had sisters at our school, too, so we went to the same school. <laughs> no one can teach you that. Eh? No one can teach you yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. So of course, there you are. Obviously, there. like I said, again, it was an avoidance of certain topics mm -hmm. because they didn't want you going out exploring over those things. Maybe that was their fear. In fact, it brings back to even why our parents maybe didn't want us to go out that early of telling mm -hmm. us about it. But it's just healthy to have those conversations. I, th I think if I remember very well, somewhere in uh, grade, grade 11, grade 12, somewhere there, we had these uh, NGOs that started coming in, in in public schools and trying to 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 teach people or kids or pupils about 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 sex and what it is. And but they were more leaning on the side of uh, the the dangers of it. 
So mm. they came in to teach abstinence, to teach more about STIs. And I think they observed that none of these things were, were taught in, in, in the school syllabus and whatnot. Of course, we had uh, that topic in, in biology diseases, is it? Uh, you, you learn about sexually transmitted diseases and whatnot, but it didn't go in detail to, to guide you and whatnot because it was merely focusing on the nature of the disease in itself like that. So these non-government organizations came in. Uh, they could distribute condoms sometimes. They could teach you how to... But how did that to, go, to, though? To, to like the fact that they came to your school in grade 11? Grade 11, grade 12, I can't remember very What school did you go to? I went, I went to a public public school. I went to a public... It wasn't Catholic. Mm. Yeah, I went to... Yeah. My secondary, that was a Sorezi day. Oh. Yeah, Sorezi day. You're from Sorezi? Yeah, part of me. Uh. Yeah. What do you mean, part of you? Like, half an hour. I just said that, but I'm still not getting it. I'm done now. I'm like, half of you. Yeah, part of me, I'm, 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 I'm from, so, because I went to, so are you Kaonde? Is it a Jakaonde? No, I just went to live in, in Sorezi because dad was transferred to Sorezi for work. Yeah, that was like 20, 2010. So 2010 to somewhere 20, whatever, I came for school here and I've been here, you know. Yeah, but this was home before that time. Oh, yeah, so, yeah, Kito, I was born in Kidwe. Oh, yeah. okay. I just went there for like five years and then came back. Oh. Yeah. So in school, they, they, uh, there was a time when those guys came and they, it, it was weird. It was weird even when they came, like they put those dummies on the on the desks and they get the, the, the plastic, uh, the, the, the condoms, they start doing the thing there. It was funny and educational at the same time. Yeah, it was very educational. And I, I feel, I don't know how people take it, but but for me, I think I learned how to to like to like do the thing. <laughs> do, the, <laughs> do the thing. <laughs> do the thing. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, that 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 session was I believe it was more important even for some other people than myself. Mm-hmm. And we were taught, okay, these are the diseases you can you can get from this. We were taught. Uh, you are able to get pregnant even when you're on your peas and whatnot. But these things, you find these, these, these talks in societies where they're like, no, when you're on your peers, you can't get pregnant and whatnot. They're like myths somehow. Mm. But when we... No one doesn't talk, know until they know. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but like, like I said, when you know, it's already too late. Mm, it's it's already too late. Then now so, when you know, you now start bordering over certain other mm. issues that now you start because messing there, up with there, your body. There, there are cases. There are cases even on social media. We see them nowadays. You find that this this man is refusing the, the responsibility. Mm. But man, there was out there in the business yeah, when it was like, like, happening. No, I, I, I can't be responsible because you were on your period. Okay. But, but that happens and it's because it's not well informed and you know okay it could be it could it could just be general negligence or he could just not be well informed you mm-hmm. know mm-hmm. yeah something like that so safety can only be taught through those 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 kind of education systems and mm-hmm. I, I feel they're very important yeah that's very true mm-hmm. that is very very true but even, even abstinence though it's, it's it's rejected by most of young people nowadays true mm-hmm. not to judge them no, we, we don't judge anyone. Judge, no, judge, 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 man. Abstinence, it is cheap. Those adverts were lacquer. Those were those, those were lacquer. So those you 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 you, 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 you decide for 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 safety sex or safe sex or abstinence. Which one is is, is is best for you? Can I give both sides or do I just have? No, to I, I I feel I, I'm giving you uh, a platform to choose from safe sex or or abstinence. Which one would you tell someone out there to to go for? Um. Safe sex, I guess. 
Why laughing? The way you turned. The way you turned. <laughs> because I'm trying to give the answer to the people watching. So I, 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 I'd pioneer probably for safe sex and abstinence. You know, I think I, I, I would side with you. Yeah, because um, abstinence, as it is on its own, it's, 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 it's very. You have to be disciplined for you to be able mm. to pull it off, really, mm. because you want to go a certain period till you're probably in of the right age or probably you're married in the context mm-hmm. of African tradition where you have to abstain till you're married and, Christian. you to have, and Christianity mm-hmm. for you to have safe sex in marriage. Mm-hmm. So abstinence, that will mean proper discipline. That's from... No, no, not many people have that. And a lot of people are really that trained because of how just general society has become so... Sexualized. Sexualized. It's, man, there's nothing. Then, matter whether it's on your phone, in at your workplace, in church, it's everywhere. Even on billboards. It's everywhere. Like, it's very difficult just for you to keep or have an have a abstin- abs- ab- like abstinence life or live an abstinence lifestyle, you know. But there are people, but there are people that are there. That are people that are there that leave it and they're living testimony to say, no, yeah, look, you can go a certain safe route and that's how you should go. Like, Abstain from it, life will be good with you. That's true. Safe sex, on the other hand. Safe sex, on the other hand. You need, if you're going to go that path, which I encourage, good, do use good methods. Be more informed. Be more informed. Be more informed. Know when to do it. Know how to do it. Respect your partner, whether male, whether male or female. I mean, it's always both sides. You know, of course, when it's, such in, in such an instance, of course, on the male side for us here, that's our guys. We we should we should know how to treat our partners better. Mm. Our partners are not just dolls, dolls or, or sexual yes, or just sexual partners. They're human beings that have feelings that you must be able to meet halfway. There should be it should be consensual sex. You shouldn't have to force yourself to do it. You know that's why we I have think that that yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's very important. Like you guys need to, you need to meet halfway with whoever you're doing it with because you just can't impose your will on it. Because and you're that, my, my girlfriend exactly. or my, my yeah, wife. And that, and that, and that comes. Lots of people feel entitled to this thing. Exactly, and that comes, and that <laughs> comes from that's, 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 that's that very comes from that's very scary. To fail it. To fail it. That comes from that comes that comes from like probably a lack of sexual education from a certain age mm-hmm. because especially the best time you can. Pause this on somebody's adolescence. That's thirteen years. Thirteen yes, years yes, 13. to just sixteen. There. That's a very crucial part. Very, very crucial part. Like I said, I when we talked about where you learned it from, mm. thirteen to sixteen. Since someone is not going to tell you in this African setup, you learn it from the street. But from learning from the streets, you could find yourself in a very big ditch just that stage. You can pick and up the worst habits. You can pick up the worst habits. You know. You know. Just on 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 this some 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 point. There's uh, an issue of, uh, um, I don't know how to put it, but legal aspect of it. Mm-hmm. Um, right now, if, if you look at all these pinnings that are happening to these big, big guys that we know in the industry, like the, the, the sports industry, entertainment industry, these guys are being pinned. And most of them, they're being pinned for sexual related issues, yeah, right. allegations. So which comes down to, to you, you should be well informed of the environment that you need to have sex in. Uh, it, it doesn't matter whether you, this person is your wife or your husband, your girlfriend or your boyfriend. There are certain environments mm. where you just can't have sex. 
And one of those is when the person maybe is drunk. Especially okay. when the person is drunk. Your own girlfriend, your own wife can sue you for that. Easily, mm-hmm. easily, easily. And easy, get your properties. A drunk person cannot give consent. A drunk person cannot give consent. But uh, of course, there are, there, are, there are exceptions, right? Are I, exceptions. Don't, I don't know. Are they, though? Yeah, the exceptions yeah. are that the person has to be in a state where they cannot make a decision. Being tipsy doesn't qualify for that. Okay, but let's say shit face drunk. Sorry for the language. Yes, yes, yes. Drunk, drunk, you cannot you give consent. You can't. So that's basically taking advantage of the person, whether male or female. If you are a male and you are drunk, and then and then you end up having sex, someone took advantage of you, especially if the person the person who you were having sex with was sober. Mm. In a sense, they took advantage of you. So I think to be on a safe side, where when alcohol is smelling, just stay away from sex. Exactly. If, if, I mean, that's where another discipline aspect of it comes in because you're now trying to avoid something that you can't control. Clearly, mm-hmm. you can't control yourselves in that state. Just yeah, try just not indulge in it because the minute you, the minute you risk something, my dad told me just just yeah, out 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 of out of out of out of, out of line. Um, my dad once told me, God forgives. Nature doesn't. The minute you decide to make that move and have sex in that state, mm. God knows what biology will be going on down there. <laughs> God knows what biology will be going on. And 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 and, and once it may go AWOL, mm. your life changes. I mean, I mean, I mean, people out here are okay, Monday, Monday, Monday these days are okay with this idea of okay. You know, people, people are more scared of having okay. children than uh, actually sick. getting AIDS. Mm. It's, yeah, it's just it's a weird situation. <laughs> it's just a weird situation. Uh, like, like, not that's like quite a quite a myth. What does that even mean? Like, like it's changed now. Now it's 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 not as strong. It's a modern age. It doesn't make sense. And so for you to not go to those extents, be safe about it. Don't do don't don't, don't do it. Don't do it. Be 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 knowledgeable about it. If you are in a position to inform the younger generation, inform somebody close to you that's young about certain things, please do it as do it in the right uh, do it in the right environment and do it at the right time. Mm. Yes, some about you can't be telling them these kids about such things. But someone who's old enough to understand and comprehend information, please, if you're in that position, tell them to say, Hey, um, you at this age, please this refrain from this. Oh, yeah. um, let me tell you, if you want to do this, you have to follow these rules. Yeah. You have to do this and this because you're knowledge we're knowledgeable enough to say no, we know what this is and you know what that is. Yeah. Anyway, let's wrap it up because uh we've charted by Yeah, the yeah, yeah. We'll be going and on this forever and ever. Yeah. It's, it's, it's quite a wide topic. So, so before we say goodbye, uh Jimmy, uh you have an event for us coming up soon? Oh yeah, we have uh really clear which is a poetry and a musical concert to be to be held right within Kidwe. Mm-hmm. Yes, we are targeting the month of uh, January, this okay. starting year. Yeah, so basically that's what I can say because we are yet to make uh, a formal announcement and whatnot. Okay, all right. But still, more details can be can be found on the Zambian Arts Publications page. That's mm-hmm. where the event will officially be announced. Okay, mm-hmm. all right. 
Okay, guys, thank you for joining us on the Shimi Podcast. Again, we are shooting from Etc. Studios right here in Parklands, right opposite Parklands Secondary School. So, yeah, you catch us on the flip side. I don't know if what our outro is. Catch us on the Filippo side. If we're out of Takwa, if it's somebody, like a guest, then the guest will make the outro and do whatever it is. Or if it's us, we'll just go. Ah, we have no outro. Okay. <laughs> 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 <laughs>